What's up, tea drinkers? Who's ready to spill? Welcome to The Tea with KG, hosted by your girl, Kaylee Grace. Here you'll find your weekly boost of real talk mixed with laughter, healing, and all of those vulnerable, messy moments in between. The Tea with KG is a safe space for you to show up exactly as you are. We are here to share real-life stories from around the globe and be a community of love, joy, and celebrating life. This is a real deal show, so there will be coarse language and sensitive topics discussed. The most beautiful stories oftentimes emerge from the darkest of places, and we're here to explore it all. There's room for everyone at this tea time, so grab your drink of choice, spark it up, or just relax and soak it up. Cheers, and let's spill. What's up, tea drinkers? We are back with another episode of The Tea with KG. I'm your host, Kaylee Grace, and I have another amazing creative guest joining us this week. We have John Haas. What up? Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for joining me. So John is an award-winning Canadian author. He lives in the nation's capital of Ottawa, and he's just an all-around amazing human. He has several different books. It's true. You're such a joy to speak with, and I was just so excited you agreed to come on because it's always nice when you find people you can vibe with and just have a great conversation. So I appreciate it. Very true. Yes, I love it. So the latest works John has out is the Cults of Death and Madness, which I've heard a little birdie told me there might be a sequel coming up for this. Mm. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Well, since you brought it up, I'll show the cover. Yes, love that. Ooh, that's amazing. Mm. That's a powerful cover. It is, eh? I really Mm -hmm. liked it. Um, Wordfire Press did all the art in-house. So they they did this one and they did the art for the next one as well. And uh, this one, they did it and I was like, oh, that's perfect. um, Kevin J. Anderson, he gave me a few different Mm -hmm. things to choose from. And I was like, ooh, that one. Mm, It spoke to you. You were like, yeah, that one. (laughs) And the next one, he just sent me one. He's like, what do you think of this one? And I was like, absolutely. This is perfect. Oh my yeah. God. I love that when it just like, and you know, when you're, when it's a hell yeah, you're like, there's no questioning it. That's the one. Yep. <laughs> yep absolutely. I oh, don't yeah. have a actual copy of it to show off, unfortunately, but uh, it will be Dude. available end of January. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. I was like, we won't give any spoilers away, but we might touch on it a little later in the conversation. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. If anyone's intrigued. Stay tuned. <laughs> I know how to tell what it's about without giving anything away to the previous Perfect. Book. Spoken like a true award-winning author. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, my gosh. Well, I won't go too far with my own words of introducing Ooh. you. We'll get you to say it with the who are you and what do you do? Okay. Well, who I am, as you said, I'm John Haas, and I am an author. Um, I've uh, been writing for most of my life since I was a little kid. Actually, I've mm-hmm. probably been writing or making up stories anyway <laughs> uh, before I could actually write. My best friend, Mike, he told me, he reminded me that when we were kids, I was the one who always made up all the stories around what we were playing. <laughs> and so like, oh, we're going to play cops and robbers. And I'm like, yes, but what's the background story for the robbers? <laughs> Why are they doing this? There has to be some reason. Did they just have a bad childhood? Did they yeah. Have a 
And I got a lot of blank stares as a child. (laughs) I love, I'm here for it. I'm like, let's get creative. And honestly, like you even just saying that reminds me of like an actor's process. They always want the backstory. They got to get there because that's how they'll portray. What would this character do? Not what would I do? So I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I did acting for a while as well. I'm bit. not surprised. I was like that. It totally goes on par. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I have Very a degree cool. in theater. Oh but... my god! Okay, there's a reason <laughs> we're doing this. I have never professionally acted, but took theater in university for a course. Did it all through oh high god. school. Love it. Yeah, very creative in that way too. So I'm like, let's hear about that. That's fun. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's on the uh, technical side. Mm-hmm. So I was the one making sets and doing sound and props and. That's cool. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Oh my god, yeah. Where did you go to university for that? Uh in Quebec. Oh nice, yes, because you're from we're going all over the place, but you're from Montreal originally, right? Yeah, I I was born in Montreal, Mm -hmm. went to Calgary for 12 years, and then came back to this side of the country once I had kids and I wanted them to be close to family. Yeah. So we came back this way. Nice. That's so cool. So with your, like your background, what drew you to theater? Was that like always something you were into? Uh, yeah. You know what? It was in high school. I was, you, you probably won't believe this. But I was a deathly shy, quiet kid. Okay. Uh, that does surprise mom... me. You're very well-spoken <laughs> and very friendly. Yeah, my mom would go to the parent teacher interviews and they'd be like, John, uh oh oh i know who you mean we're talking that level quiet (laughs) yeah like i i never said a word so in the later years of high school i found uh the drama classes and so i went there and it all started because i wrote a play a short play for one of my friends she was Mm -hmm. like look i I, i've got to have something for drama class I don't have anything. Can you do something? And I was like, sure. Got and it. So, yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm in the back of math class writing a, a play <laughs> for my friend. And I gave it to her and the drama teacher was like, oh, bring him in so he can see what, it, what it's like. And I was like, oh, fantastic. Okay. So I went and then from there on, I was just like, if I had uh, spare classes, I would go and I would hang out with the drama class. Yes. Just have fun and... Mm-hmm. And, and the same teacher actually turned out to be my art teacher mm-hmm. and so he was like look if you want to write you don't have to do art just go sit in the corner write stories and I'll grade yeah. you on that and I was there like, you go wow. well because yeah. that's a form of art to me it's it is artistry exactly yeah exactly I love that. And did you find like through those outlets it kind of opened you up a bit and got the shyness down? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it really did. Oh, yeah. that's great. And from there, I was like, I was always <laughs> acting. And uh, I worked at summer camp for, for many years. And so that really helped as well. Uh, it oh, yeah. Out of my shell and, yes. How old were the kids? Were they younger age group? Yeah, or? very yeah. young. They were four years old. Up to oh, so then. cute. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm a dad. Mm-hmm. I look at it and I go, what kind of parents is their four-year-old away? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, this was a sleepaway camp, too. It yeah. wasn't, like, day camp. It was 
you're here for three weeks. Enjoy. Oh, wow. At four? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have human babies yet, but I don't know. I don't know either how I would feel. I'd be like, no, not yet. Yeah. I had a hard time dropping my kids off at, at daycare when it came time to drop them off. I was like, yes. no, I don't want to. Oh, my God. All my mom friends, the same thing. They all are shedding tears. I'm like, and I'm a crier. So I know I'm going to be that mom for sure oh. when the time comes. <laughs> we, we left. We left the day home and my ex, she was like, oh yeah, okay, bye. And I'm like, <laughs> you're the feeler of the feels. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I gotta go sit in the car for a while. Oh, that's so sweet. I find that so endearing. How old are your kids now? Now they're 16 and 13 but so far so good knock on wood and all that um can't complain they're really good kids Mm. they do help out around the house so a lot of times I'll be like hey can you help out you know yeah but at the same time there's times when I'll be like oh did somebody do the dishes and they're like oh yeah I did them oh my god great kids oh that's amazing So with our journey of life, like we have these moments, you know, I I guess as a writer, the way I should say this is there's lots of plot twists, right? (laughs) Very true. And you know, see that coming. Yes. Oh, God, the amount of times that's happened to me. I'm like, wow, I'm like, okay, universe, well played, well played with that lesson. (laughs) Did not think it was gonna look that way. But I perceived it. Look over here. And then it comes out from this side. You're like, Oh, I get it. (laughs) A hundred percent. So throughout your life, like we all have things that shape us. And I love learning that about people because I feel like it really opens us up to each other as humans. And, you know, it can make you understand someone maybe from a different background or different life experience in a way that maybe you didn't understand before. And I always like to learn that about my guests because I'm like, that always shows the path of how we got where we are now. So do you have any like big impactful moments in your life that have shifted you with what you choose to do? Like whether that be with your writing, maybe it's with different jobs, could be anything. Is there any big moments that you can recall where you're like, all right, I can go this way or this way. And what did you choose? Mm, Mm. we're getting Mm. in there (laughs) the one that comes to mind is um okay so as i told you i I wrote a lot as a kid and into Mm -hmm. high school and but i I never really thought of it as being like my vocation Mm -hmm. i like if anybody asked me i would say yes i'm a writer but you know a creative entrepreneur so i get that i think as artists we feel that way all the time because I I get that I can relate yeah yeah Mm -hmm. even when I wasn't writing I was I was I'm a writer yeah so it wasn't until I had kids though Mm -hmm. that I was like I I, you you know those those times in the classes when the kids have to bring a parent in oh let us see what your parent does that kind of thing yes 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 or 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 do an essay on what one of your parents does for a job and I thought oh my god I do office work mm-hmm. boring office work and what are they going to do my dad makes manuals and <laughs> overhauls the health and safety manual and blah 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 and I was like well I think it'll be a little more interesting than all the other parents. 
So yeah. I was like, it, it was something that pushed me towards becoming serious about writing. Mm. And from there, I, I started taking classes to improve my writing. And then nice. I started sending stories out to publishers. Wow. And the first one, my, my first success was actually not even a publication. It was okay. uh, one of my writing teachers said, oh, you should, you have a good um, mystery story here. You should submit it to this contest that's here in Ottawa. I said, sure, why not? So I said, yeah. well, I won first place in that. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> right and, off and, the bat. <laughs> yeah. And something like that is like, oh, oh, I can do this. Yes. I love that because it's like, I feel when people honor what's in their alignment and their true soul calling, the universe always rewards. Like, I literally just mm -hmm. spoke about this like with a different guest. And I was like, I, I don't know if that's the right word per se. I don't want to say no matter what, you're always going to get rewarded. But I do believe when it is what you're supposed to do that maybe it was something you were scared to do, or maybe it was something that took you a while to come into. When you do it, then it's like that positive confirmation, like, yes, keep going. This yeah. is good. I, I love that. It's yeah. also wild. I had to add in as well that you mentioned that thing about when your kids go to school and talk about what their parents do, because I've had that same thought and I don't have them yet, but that's literally, I'm like, I need to make what I want work. I want to be awesome and do what I know I'm capable of. So I had to relate Absolutely. to you on that. <laughs> well, you're, you're totally going to have your kids going like, oh, my mom is all over YouTube. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah. I just, <laughs> just, just I, Google her. <laughs> that's the thing right now. You could just Google everything. Some things I'm like, what pictures do I need to take down from the university days? Like, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, originally when you would Google my name, I wasn't like the top John Haas. And then it, after a little while, now you Google my name, I'm at the top of the list. You are. I, I found you no problem. I was like, there yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's other writers mm -hmm. with the same name as me too, which I didn't yeah. realize at the time, or I would have used my middle initial or something just mm -hmm. to make me a little different. To stand out. Yeah, no, yeah. that's incredible. So going back to that moment where you won that, what was your yeah. next move after that? Like, did you just keep going? Like, tell us. Yeah, I, I just, I kept writing and writing and writing, making more stories and more stories. And I joined a critiquing group and there were about eight of us in this group and we would bring our stories and read each other's stories and then give honest, positive honest feedback I don't say positive feedback it wasn't always positive yeah Some, but not disrespectful no. like no 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 you need that criticism you do Absolutely. like sometimes people from an outside perspective can see some especially when you're so deep in something like yeah. I can't see it anymore I need someone else to look at it and tell me yep absolutely mm -hmm. and like I've always said I, w I would rather have a friend or whoever tell me this is wrong you're going down the wrong path here Yes. Rather than some editor who returns my story and says, this is crap. Exactly. Exactly. It's almost like the pre-edit before the editor. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I like uh, that. Yeah. So their, their critiques really helped a lot with it. And I just kept sending my stories out. The year after I decided to become serious, I had a goal to sub 
submit a hundred stories. Holy and crap. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to ask this too. How long are your stories? I just need a gauge because that's a lot. <laughs> uh, sometimes they're like three or four pages. Sometimes they're like 20 pages. It all depends. Right. But you know, the, not everything gets accepted. So mm -hmm. I send out a story, it gets rejected. Then I send it out to that one and it gets rejected. So it could be like out of those hundred stories, 10 of them are the same, same story right. over. Um, so that was my goal. And I think I made like 91 a submission. <laughs> so I didn't quite make it, but. That's amazing. I will give good. you the stamp for that. Cause that's pretty, pretty close. <laughs> I had to ask too, when you're talking about like the courses and groups and stuff you've joined, because like I have aspiring writer friends and I'm, I'm very intrigued just by the whole process because it's just, it's interesting. And I don't feel like a lot of people really know how does it work? Because I'm like, okay, how does the idea get from your head to the page out to the world? So with those courses you took and like the group you joined, is that something common? I mean, I don't think like from where I grew up, it's like a smaller town. So stuff like that's not really as available, but Vancouver, Ottawa, I feel like there's so much out there. So like the critiquing group you mentioned, like how did you find that? We'd actually done a class together. We, oh. it, was, uh, it was given by these three writers here mm -hmm. in Ottawa. <clears throat> and um, there were, I think 25 people in this, in this class. And then afterwards, uh, I don't even remember who it was, but they, someone was like, hey, if anybody wants to join a writing group, write your name down here. And so I did. And I think out of the people, there were 10 of us. And then a couple just kind of dropped off very quickly. Yes. And uh, so we ended up losing a bunch and ended up, I think we were down to eight at one point. And since then, the group is kind of disbanded, but uh, two of the people uh, I'm still with. So the three of us will do critiquing of each other's stories and, and they've read all my books and, and helped make it a lot better than it would have been. Oh, that's amazing. And that's, again, like in life, we need that support, no matter yeah. what it looks like from whatever direction it comes, especially if you are a creative, like, oh my God, the support. Cause sometimes I feel, you know, you can have a little bit of the lone wolf syndrome when you're into something and doing it. Like I can relate to that. Cause when you're creating with a podcast or a book, you have to do it. You're the one doing the things first and then it kind of gets dispersed. So having those people around you that are, you know, either there to help critique or there to help just be your cheerleader, whatever purpose they yeah. serve. It's all beneficial and it can keep you going because sometimes, you know, you get those days where you're just like, what am I doing? Like, is this still, you know, we all have the human moments where we question things. So I think support's amazing. And do you find that like from the courses you've taken from just being so well known now as an author, like, have you had new support people come into your life since? And I'm sure your family is a great support for you as well. Yeah, my, my kids have, when I first started being serious about writing, they were like toddlers. Yeah. But now they're, like I said, they're teenagers and they actually read my books. Yes. So my That's older cool. son, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> my older son is actually one of my first readers. So before it even goes out, he reads it and he'll give me a lot of good feedback and he'll be like, I don't know about that this and yeah that's amazing do either yeah. of them have the creative writer gene 
My, my older son is going to uh, high school. It's a an arts school here in oh, Ottawa. Oh, cool. That's really yeah. cool. And he's in the creative writing program. Nice. So. I have a question now just because I'm curious. I Because I wish something like that existed when I was in school. I would have totally been all about that. What do uh, they offer at a school like that? Like, what is that? Oh, they've got a lot of different programs. They've got music. They've got dance, mm -hmm. creative writing, drama some other stuff too but I, wow do they have kind of behind the scenes like I always think acting because th that was kind of one of my well, dance and acting first creative loves per se the background stuff like you were saying that you did in high school do they have that stuff at schools like that too like if you want to I do... believe so oh yeah. cool I mean somebody's got to do the sets right that's right that's still a process it's still creative you still got to think on your feet so you know yeah. there's a there's a place for that as well I think that's so cool I'm like I could go off on tangents squirrel brain here we'll talk about 5,000 things while we're talking about one but perfect I yes like we're keeping up with each other <laughs> I love that so how many books total do you have published uh, four that are published right now. The fifth one comes out in January and I'm working on the sixth. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, I've got one more that I'm, I'm sort of editing. It's, it's one that I wrote way back when I was like 20 something and it never went anywhere. So I like kind of stuck it in a drawer mm -hmm. and then I pulled it out at one point and I'm like, okay, well, let, let's see how terrible this is so that I can just be good about abandoning it. Yes. And I started reading it and I'm like, huh. Okay. Yeah. So I started to edit that one too. Oh and my got... God. <laughs> That's cool though. Cause like how many years had passed and you were able to look at it and be like, wait oh, a minute, there's something yeah, here. Yeah. yeah like uh, years had passed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For anyone who's listening, not watching, he just did a really funny joke with the hand, <laughs> the hand over the mouth. It was hilarious. So go to YouTube <laughs> if you want to see it. <laughs> but that's incredible. And I think that that shows light as well in, in any situation or whatever you happen to be in in life. Give yourself a second, maybe a few years to step away from a project. And maybe when you come back, it'll all make sense. Yep. Absolutely. Every story that I do, I have to build in a little bit of uh, downtime for it. Yeah. I'll finish it. I'll put it aside. I'll come back to it. Mm -hmm. Or I'll finish it and I'll finish the final edit and I'll give it to people to look at and then take it from their responses. I can't go uh, write it, edit it, ready to go. No. Oh my God. And I feel like yeah, you need that space sometimes and like it'll just be the best light bulb moment you could have given yourself yep. is that space or giving it to someone else to be like, okay, second set of eyes, please. <laughs> I <Absolutely>. need a second. <laughs> there are some writers who can do that. They, you know, one, one, one draft, <laughs> one edit out the door. It's like, okay. Oh, I like to write as well, but I would never say I'm like that. But as a kid too, I loved writing, loved reading all that stuff. And even in, you know, in school, like for English, you sometimes have to write stuff. And I can remember loving this. We had a project once where we did have to write a story. And it's funny for me, I wrote like a murder story, which is like not really, it's not even like my, I'm not a scary movie person. I'm not, I get scared. Like I, I don't know, but 
again, to the evolution of ourselves in life, right? I don't think I was as sensitive then maybe as I am now, but I think it's better that I'm more sensitive. I've allowed myself to put the guard down more. You know what I mean? But yeah, wrote a murder story and I loved writing it because it, maybe because it was outside of my zone of comfort. That's why I loved it so much. I don't know. I don't know why, but I loved it. And I got such a good grade on it. And I was nice. like, hell yeah, yeah, it was awesome. But I loved the process with speaking on that. There was no way in hell I could have did that and just been like, here, here you go. Like it was yeah. a process. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Reminds me of a story that I wrote in, in college. I, I took some, I was doing theater, but I also did some like other, you know, your electives that you did. Yes. So one of them was, um, I, I was, we read uh, King Lear. Mm -hmm. And so I did this sequel to King Lear. Ooh. And it was supposed to be five pages. And so we, we get up and we're talking about our, our thing. And I'm like, so my story is about 45 pages. Oh my God. And the teacher just, he takes his glasses off. He looks at me and he's like, it had better be good. <laughs> and? <laughs> I, I ended up getting a B plus on that one. I would say that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> what did I, he say to you after? Yeah, no, he was, he was very encouraging from then on. He was Yay. like, yeah, because the idea was that you would write a story, you would write an essay, you would do all these different things. And I'm like, look, I don't want to write an essay. I don't have any joy in that. He's like, write a story. I love that. Yeah. That's nice that you had that encouragement. Like, I think that's really important because as a dreamer and someone who's creative, sometimes, I mean, you're going to hear it enough. You'll get shot down or like rejected oh, yeah. or whatever. So it's nice while you're developing, at least to have someone who's like, no, no, keep going. Like it gives yeah. you that encouragement. I love that. I was very lucky. I've had a couple of very good teachers who were mm -hmm. just encouraging and yeah. I, they, they made you keep going. I was going to ask that. Do yeah. you have any specific mentors that have really like helped, not want to say shape you, but you know, mentors are there to help and guide because they've been to the places that we want to go. So do you have any so people true. in your life like that, that stick out? Um, they were mostly ones like in the past. Mm -hmm. So my high school teacher who let me write stories instead of doing art my college professor who who encouraged me that sort of stuff yeah and, I think those are formative years where you need that yeah. like I, I mean I know for myself just like oh my god when I was younger I just was so much more insecure and not sure of myself and all these things so during times like that I think it's great to have people of wisdom or teachers or whoever so teachers also know how important you are yeah. now yeah <laughs> and now I know um more successful authors who are like i'm yeah. i'm here and they're here and that's where i want to be mm -hmm. and they're, they're very encouraging um, yeah i was gonna ask that too because i'm sure through the awards you've won and just different networking events you would meet so many people yeah, yeah i have i've met uh like some recognizable name people like uh robert j sawyer who's mm. a big science fiction writer here in, in yeah. canada fellow wow. Canadian which is yes awesome. that's super so, cool yeah and I just recently bumped into him at a, at a show here in Ottawa and, and he was like oh hey John oh I love that it's nice too like again when you meet people maybe who are 
more out there and then they like remember you it also feels nice you're like yes i made an impact yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh that's so good and that's like you said right like i think it's important in any aspect of life but i always come back to the creatives just because i can relate so much to yeah. have those people who are where you want to be or or in that vicinity, at least, because you're you and we're, I'm me. Nobody's us, which is the beauty right. of it. We're going to be in our own space. But to have that to aspire to, because I have those people, too. I'm like, OK, I like what they're doing. I want to do it, but do it the Kaylee way. Like, I love this. I'd like to be at that level of whatever someday. Yeah. So I think it's important in any entrepreneurial venture to have people to look to, to learn from, because we don't know it all. <laughs> no, absolutely. And then to look at the people like, like I'm here and there's people who are here and to look at those people and be like, how can I help you? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And paying it forward. Yes. Yeah. Because we all got somewhere with someone helping us in some way. And it can be in all different capacities. Like it could be huge. It could be the smallest little thing and it can make a difference. And I think that yeah. also comes back to how we move as humans of like creating this beautiful ripple effect of energy. That's positive and serving people and being just being compassionate and awesome towards others right because there's enough nasty stuff out there we don't need to contribute oh, yeah. to that <laughs> exactly right exactly. oh i yeah. love that what like inspires you with your writing like i know you said you've written your whole life but do you draw on like stuff you see is it like experiences yeah it's the what if Mm. You know, I'll be out someplace and I'll hear a little bit of dialogue from someone and I'll be like, oh, what if it went this way? Mm. Or I'll see something that almost happened and I'll be like, oh, now if this happened, da 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 da. I so like that. They get stuff from dreams. Oh, ooh, okay. Talk to me about that. I'm like, let's get all magical with our dreams here. Because reason I say this, I'll have dreams that will be so crazy vivid and I'll remember them. And I've had dreams that have actually happened in the future. It's wild. Like I mm -hmm. didn't look the same, didn't like, but the same thing happened. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> but there's also the flip side where I will be the complete amnesia. Like I have, I know I dreamt, but I have no clue unless I write it down immediately. And my boyfriend's always like, cause he's a very vivid dreamer too. And he always remembers some. And I'm like, babe, I'm like, I don't remember. He's like, when are you going to remember a dream and tell me? I'm like, if I ever do, I'll tell you, don't worry. But <laughs> I'm curious I'm, with you. I'm the same. I find, I always used to remember my dreams or at least the one just before I woke up. Yeah. And now I find I don't remember them as much. Mm -hmm. And so I'll wake up and I'll lie there and I'm trying to remember, but it won't come to me. But sometimes they do. And if mm. they do, then... Then like you're like, if, I'm using it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if it's something that scares me awake in the middle of the night, I'm writing that down before I go back to sleep. That's so smart. And like, that's a thing, right? Like, I, I don't know what my system needs to be. Because like, I always tell myself I'm going to write it down. Do I? No, no. never, ever. <laughs> yeah. You wake up in the morning and you're like, there was something I was supposed to do. 100%. <laughs> and like, I'm very like a mystical, magical being. I'm very in touch. So I want to know because I'm like, what is the universe trying to tell me? Like, wh why? Why can't I remember? Maybe there's a reason I can't remember too. who knows. Or maybe I need to do more dream work. But people who can remember their dreams just like that props to you. 
I wanted to ask too, we kind of touched on this throughout, but like, do you have a writing process? Like, do you need to have a certain drink? Do you need to have a certain energy, a certain vibe? Can you write anywhere? Do you have to be in your own space? Like, what's your process? Ooh, good question. I can write anywhere. I've written in like coffee shops and I've written, you know, in a hotel lobby kind of thing. Um, when I do that, I need to put headphones on though, mm-hmm. because I am easily distracted. I feel that. <laughs> and um, I also get the whole, oh, that's fascinating. What's going on over there? Yeah, what if? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden I'm writing another story. So I have to do the headphones to focus on one at a time (laughs) yeah exactly otherwise I'll be like "Ooh, story halfway through oh okay (laughs) next story yeah I I like to finish what I'm working on and then go on to the next one I'll make notes Mm -hmm. if something else comes to me I'll make notes and I'll be like okay you're next yes I do that too in a different way but my notes section on my phone is full like I'll like have an idea and I'm like wait one sec I gotta go write that down and it won't maybe make sense to anybody else looking (laughs) at it but I know what I meant by it so it's very helpful I can't write fast enough to uh, to keep up on my phone I have to use the uh, voice recorder okay you know what I need to start doing that too because when I get excited same like when I'm trying to talk to people like I'm surprised I didn't do it to you and voice message you on Facebook because I can't, my thumbs don't keep up with my brain. And I'm like, I have so much I need to get out and say, and the thumbs are just not fast enough. So I feel you on that. Uh, Again, my partner showed me, I don't know how I didn't know it existed. I think I deleted it because I have so much like pictures and stuff on my phone. Anything Mm. I can do to save space, I do. And it's that, like what you just said, the voice thing. And I was like, this is a game changer. I was like, I need to use this. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for a walk and I'll just be talking to myself while I'm walking around. And it's like, you know, just plotting the story and, or there'd be a, a part of the story where I'm a little stuck. And so mm-hmm. I'm talking it through while I'm, while I'm going for a walk. That's super smart because like I walk all the time and that's a lot of times where some of my best inspiration, it's either that or right before you go to sleep. That's always seems to be when the idea brains like, hey. (laughs) Yeah, just before you go to sleep in the middle of a shower, I'll be like, oh, because I mean, what else can you do, right? You're showering. It's not like you can, you know. You're thinking, your brain's going. Yeah. 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 So I've gotten a few good ideas in the shower and I've been like, okay, just remember this. (laughs) five minutes yes sometimes like I could picture myself like literally drying one hand off reaching out putting the voice record on and then talking (laughs) while I'm in the shower (laughs) now that I know about the voice record (laughs) watch out world because there'll be a lot of voice recording ideas (laughs) remember one story idea that I got in the shower and then I like I, I didn't even get dressed I had the towel around me and I went down to my computer and I then get all the notes on it and I was like "Ooh, this is good <laughs> it is good and it it's actually sold to two different magazines so I sold it as a story and then I sold it as a reprint there you go hello shower thoughts all right listeners mm-hmm. don't ignore the shower thoughts because they could turn into a published work <laughs> like, exactly <come> on. <laughs> that and the um I had an operation and they had me on uh, not quite morphine, but something. In, right. In, like a pain management yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was loopy. I yes. was majorly loopy. And I was <laughs> like, oh, what about a story where a guy 
meets a girl, but she's really a spider. <laughs> and so I came out of this and I'm like, okay, spider. <laughs> I, and I wrote this weird story. But you still got a story out of it. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, that one is not sold. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of flows perfectly into this next question then. Like, what gets your creative juices flowing? <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? Anything. Mm-hmm. anything a little a little bit of conversation like I was saying you know what what's really great is like when you've got something on the tv but you had the sound off mm-hmm. and so you're you're saying what the story should be and then you actually turn the sound back on and you're like oh it's nothing what I thought it was like. <laughs> which is good because now I can write this story exactly that's really cool I would yeah. never have thought of that that's really cool Hmm, that we really are inside the writer's mind right now. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) That and um, like reading a book or watching TV or or a movie or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, it's going this way. This is what's going to happen. Mm. And and then I'll be completely wrong and I'll be like, oh, fine. (laughs) This story is meant for me. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. I wanted to to just talk about your latest book. I actually, before we get into that, do you just write short stories or? I've got about 24, 25 short stories that have been published. Cool. So they're all, they're fantasy, science fiction, horror, mystery. A couple of mysteries. Most of them are, you know, mostly mystery will come when I'm writing something and I think it's something else and then it goes in a, off in this other direction there you go yes yeah. I love the the fantasy is fun and I like that too because like, I have a very vivid imagination like some of the things I think of and when I read stuff like that it's so fun because I love thinking of like like as humans we there's so much out there we don't know and just oh, to yeah. think of like anything and everything and put it into a story I just I think that's really cool I love reading all the the magical fantasy kind of things because it just expands our minds more which I'm here for (laughs) yeah for sure Mm -hmm. um so I started off with short stories so that's where I learned my craft yeah it's it's a lot easier to write a short story and at the end of it go no not Mm -hmm. good and abandon it because you've spent like a week on it whereas if it's a book at the end of writing a book you're like yeah I'm not abandoning that I don't care how (laughs) this is my baby like you put (laughs) so much time into it yeah yeah so I figured out how to write by doing short stories I uh, went on to doing novels from there what I did was I uh, I was doing short stories and then I did one novella which was probably about 75 80 something pages and that's the one that I was like okay I'm going to write something longer because I'm I want to move on to books so Mm -hmm. I did this one and it was too long for anything so nobody wanted a novella they want something that's a bit shorter so the one place that I did find that would take it was a contest called writers of the future Mm -hmm. they're uh, in LA and I I'm like, okay, well, here you go. And that was the one I'd I'd been sending to them for a while. And this was the one that actually won. What? Oh my gosh. And that again, everyone listening shows you just because you may 
get something rejected in one place or it might not work in one place. It doesn't mean it won't work somewhere else. It's like the puzzle. Yep. You just got to fit it in the right place. Yep. My, my, my team lead in my regular job, not my writing, my team lead actually said to me the other day or said to the group, she said, don't self-reject. Yes. That Just, is so powerful. Shout yeah. out to that TL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because she was like, look, if you ever wanted to be a coach or one of these other positions, she's like, apply for it. Let them reject you. Don't reject yourself. And I was like, yes, that's done and done. Amazing. It is. It's funny you say that. That reminds me. I, do you watch The Office by any chance or have oh, you yeah. ever? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Pam and Angela on the show, they, they're friends in real life. They have a podcast. So I love oh, listening cool. to it because they'll go over different episodes and they talk about so much stuff, really entertaining. But what you just said there, but in different phrasing, I, I it stuck out to me. Like I remembered it from an episode that they did. Same, same message. It was not in those words exactly, but like, don't self-reject. Because like, again, they're actresses. So they, it's the same field. Like they're like, yeah. you know, where there's enough people out there that will reject us and it was just such a nice message and it, it inspired me so much because it, again if you are putting yourself out there and doing something different you're gonna have enough people that are gonna come for you and want to reject or not understand or whatever don't yeah. do that to yourself i love that exactly that's yeah. a beautiful takeaway from this if anything take that away don't self-reject i really like that i wanted to ask too like i get we're, we're going in but i, I want to talk about your book but i want to ask yeah. first do you have any advice for aspiring writers i think the best advice i have well i've got a couple okay so the first one is start with short strikes like i said if it's not great you can put it aside, put it in the drawer. It's not going to hurt as much. You can still send it out to all kinds of places and see if somebody will buy it. And if nobody buys it, you can put it aside until later. Mm -hmm. But it's a good place to learn your craft. And it's not as heartbreaking when you decide that this does need to be retired. Right. That's a good word, retired. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it to the uh, writer to have the right words. <laughs> Writers are great at editing. We're not always so good at the first draft. <laughs> Sometimes you can say some really stupid things the first time through. Sometimes it takes that edit to get it there for sure. Yeah. The other bit of advice I have, and it would be something that would be good for anything, that, any dream that you've got, is to get started doing it and don't stop. Yes. Oh my gosh. One more time for the people in the back on that one, because <laughs> it's so true, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. and it's the hardest thing in the world sometimes is just to start. And it's because it's overwhelming. You don't know. It's like all that unknown. And I totally can get that. Like, my God, this podcast was a dream for years before I hit the button, before I did the, re like, put the labor of love, you know, like the research, the figuring out the equipment, all the techie stuff. Cause I'm like, I could talk to someone all day long. The other stuff is the part where I'm like, okay, now I have to figure out. Oh, I know. Like, all this stuff. It's the same for me. I, <gasps> I love writing and, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm good at the editing. I, all that stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. The marketing and promotion and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh, can somebody just do that for me? 
Right. For me, it's um, like the the edit, the techie. Edit, I don't mind. I just don't love it. Like I can tell I don't, I right. put off editing till the end because I'm like, I don't want to. Or like the business side of things. And I have a business degree. So you would think, but marketing's my jam. But again, it's the creative in me, right? I'm like, I can make this pretty. I can do this. But I'm the same as you. I'm like, the stuff I don't want to do, I'm like, can somebody please do this for me? Because I don't want to. <laughs> well, I got so insanely lucky. I met my girlfriend, Michelle. Mm-hmm. And she is phenomenal at that stuff. There she you just go. took it over and she's gotten book signings and in book fairs and all kinds. Of, and now it's like, oh, what do you think of these bookmarks that we can give away? I'm like, uh, yeah. Let's do it. Oh, that's yeah. so good. That's like the perfect union right there. Like Perfect. You're- it's the yin yang. It's everything. Like she compliments the things that you don't want to do and vice versa. I love that. That's a good partnership right there. It really is. It really is. So beneficial when you can align with people like that, who can be your support or whatever it is you need. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. As streamers, we need people like that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, otherwise we just wander off. It's just, and and it's like 5 million ideas. I'm like, I'm going to do them all. No, you're not sit down. There's not, you can't do 5,000 million things at the same time. And I want to, I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm like, you, maybe you will, but one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When's the last time you ate? Hmm. Right. <laughs> right. The flip side is that I will eat. And then it's like, oh, how did all these empty bags of chips get in my garbage can? Yes. All the snacks, the creative snacks, we'll call it that. <laughs> I like that. That's what they are from now on. Right? Creative snacks is what we need to get the juice. How do you get the creative juices flowing? I would like a bag of spicy Doritos, please. (laughs) So let's dive into your latest book. We'll just touch a little on that and then we can give a little bit away for the sequel too. Sure thing. Okay. So I know I showed it once, but I'll show it again. The powerful artwork. We love it. Actually got a kind of a wraparound cover. Oh, nice. That's a great, I see it. Like, that's a great cover. Like what I love, I see a cover and I get a feel like they nailed it when you can invoke that feeling in people. Like, I love that. For sure. Mm -hmm. So the story is it's supernatural horror. It's Lovecraft based. So for anybody out there who has read H.P. Lovecraft, it's, it's very much in that world. This is in 1878 in india and, okay uh, okay i'm sorry i'm not trying to interrupt but this is just too freaky because like i know the universe aligns me and it's just when it shows me i'm like oh i gotta say it again the other author i had on she had a book where it jumped between time frames and one of the time frames different century but it was 16 uh 1610 india isn't that just oh, wow. and it's a, it's a completely different style book like it's not at all the same nothing like that yep. but it just interesting that That of all the places and all the centuries like not that that's the same but yeah anyways (laughs) squirrel brain continue (laughs) so dr archibald shaw is a doctor he's in the british army and he's deployed to india to a small town just outside hyderabad hyderabad is a real city bandagar is a made-up city of my own Because cool. I needed certain things to happen that were not historical. Mm-hmm. So I made a, a kind of an army outpost outside this little town. So he goes there and he finds out basically that the world is not what he thinks it is. That there's a lot of hidden stuff. That there's mm-hmm. these monsters out there that are 
really elder gods who are who came here before humanity so he goes through all of these things and it's my friend Allison reads all of my stuff and she says oh my god you make this poor guy suffer and I'm like yeah I really do and so I'm writing the third book and she's like so how bad does he suffer this time I'm like well yeah is this the hero in the story that suffers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the hero. All, okay, I'm not trying to generalize, but I feel like the hero always suffers, but that's what makes the story awesome because it it's the, tra- well, again, I don't know how anything goes here. Maybe there is no light at the end of the tunnel or transformation. The, the optimist in me hopes so, but I think yeah. it's important for the hero to have some some challenges. Yes, he has a lot of challenges and he does have some hope in his life. There's a young Indian boy who he basically adopts, um, who's his right hand the whole time in, in India. And as the boy grows up, they are very much like opposite sides of the same coin. So where one is strong, the other one, you know. Yin so, and yang. Exactly, exactly. Yep. And, uh, and so they go through all this together, including finding out that uh, like, Years before this, when this book actually takes place, there were the the cults of Kali mm-hmm. within, within India. Yeah, and, uh, the British army eradicated them. Mm-hmm. However, for the purpose of my novel, they did not get all of them. So they make a reappearance. Ooh! But what <laughs> what they what they do also is like it's a sort of a, a melding of the Indian gods and the, the uh, Lovecrafts mm-hmm. so kind of overlap a little bit mm. so, yeah. I like it I'm intrigued I find like anytime with stories when even though maybe it's not complete like we'll say historical fiction I guess um yeah. when you can integrate that stuff in but of course, you know, still have your element of fantasy and imagination and the things that you make up, like you were saying, the the place. But I think it's cool when you can still draw on someone's like the real things that have yeah. happened and make it into something. Like I think that's that's very, very interesting. Yeah. I call it historical horror. Okay. It, yeah. It, whenever I'm at a book uh, fair or at a signing or something, people will be like, Oh, what's this about? I'm like, Oh, it's a historical horror, and they're like and they always pick it up and read it they don't always buy the book but they definitely always take a look they're intrigued yeah absolutely I'm intrigued I'm like I need to buy this because I need to know now (laughs) you got me all curious and I guess I'll have a sequel and what is it called the third one what's a third installment called a trilogy there it is so you're making a trilogy with this story yeah trilogy for sure there might be more coming on later but uh See how the process goes. Yeah, exactly. This one is 1878 India and the the next one is 1885 to around 88 in London, England. Okay, cool. That's great. And does the third one have a different location or do we know that yet? Yeah, the third one. Okay, so I got I got to step (laughs) back here. So the story that I wrote that won that contest. Mm -hmm. Was it the first one or which one? The, uh, oh, right. The, no, the one, the writers of the future. Is it the novella? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And again, I'm, I just need to ask this. Cause like, I've heard yeah. of like a, a telenovela, which is like a Spanish soap opera. What's a novella in the writer world? 
Oh, okay. So you got, you have a short story. Well, you have flash fiction, which is like a thousand words. Then you've got a short story, which is up to say 10,000 words. Then you get into novella or novelette areas, oh. which is, it's not quite a short story, but it's not quite a novel. Got it. It's in between. Okay. When you were yeah. saying it, I was like, I know he does not mean what I think in my head right now, but <laughs> I had to ask. I was, I'm glad you, you said that word again, because I had to bring that up. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. yes, <laughs> continue. So that, that story, the novella was uh, the one that won the contest is the, this is the prequel to that story. Oh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I I had a lot of comments on this minor secondary character that I only had introduced at the beginning of the novella so that Shaw wasn't standing there talking to himself because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little too crazy. <laughs> but everybody loved this secondary character. So I I wrote the story about how they met. And that's so cool. Yeah. And so they're all together. So it goes, Cults of Death and Madness, Book of Death and Madness, then the novella, which is called Dan's Voyage, mm-hmm. then the third book. Oh, cool. I like that. I also love that, like, you don't have to have, like, like you had this novella done, but now you're doing the prequel. Like, you didn't yeah. necessarily know that was going to happen or what. No. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I had no intention of doing anything else with this story. Mm-hmm. It was, well, there were two reasons. One is that I was wanting to write something longer to give a bit of test to. And the second one was my friend Greg was bugging me for years. He's like, oh, write me a Lovecraft story. Write me a Lovecraft story. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I had this idea of this Lovecraft type story. And so it incorporates um well, I can't really tell you without ruining the story. We won't we won't do any spoilers. Me just like, what is it? But <laughs> we, won't, we won't do that. <laughs> I'm like that person. If like I get you a gift, I get so excited. I'm like, you want your present now? Like I have such a hard time like waiting and not like, because I just get so excited. I want to yeah. know, but. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So for anybody who's interested, this one is Cults of Death and Madness and the novella is actually at the back of it oh my god okay it's in there too okay this is exciting two for one two for one we love that everybody loves a two for one that's exciting yeah very very cool oh my gosh i'm so excited i like to like you definitely gave us enough where i'm now like all right i need to go get that book and read it but not too much so you were right you do know how to say what stuff's about without giving it away nailed it it, yes I love that. I feel like you sprinkled in some words of wisdom already, but was there any other final things that you'd want to say for anybody out there? Find your motivation. Why are you doing it? Like why you're doing it is in what you're doing. It's, it's different. Yeah. So it took me a little while. And, I, and as I said, my kids were part of that. So Absolutely. they are a big part of why. Mm-hmm. And so I've got that and I've got, well, I don't want to work for other people for the rest of my life. You know? Preach on that. That's the goal. I'm like, I want to work for myself. <laughs> that's well, what's up. I, that's honestly, listeners, that's how John and I, we clicked. As soon as he said, like, you were a writer and then you said how you would like to be, that would be the dream. And I was like, this is my kind of person. I was like, yes, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so with you there because I feel the exact same way. 
And it's just, I love that you said about finding your why, because I've dabbled in so many different entrepreneurial ventures, but across the board, the one thing that is always true, it's finding that why, because that's what's yep. going to keep you going. Those days where you're like, oh, like, I don't want to do this or something goes wrong or whatever, because that's going to happen. That's like oh, yeah. plot twist. Hello. But... <laughs> You know, it, it's the why that brings you back. And for you, it started with the kids and I'm sure it's transformed, but they're still at the constant of that. And that's beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on and joining us. I really, really appreciate Anytime. it. This was such a fun conversation. And I just love hearing everything about the creativity and your process and you as a person, like you're just great. So thank, thank you. you so much. Of course. When the next book comes out, maybe we can do it again. Let's do it. I'm so down. Actually, speaking of which, let's plug in your social media if you'd like, your website, any way people can access your work or connect with you, whatever you wish to share, let them hear it. Perfect. Um, well, you can always find me on Amazon. And like I was saying, you can always Google me and find me. My girlfriend, as I mentioned before, she is her and her dad are actually working on a new website for me oh nice yeah. i was gonna say i love your current one it's great so i was, oh, I was thinking that i was like does she make this because she needs some props there too because it was it's <laughs> awesome <laughs> this one was actually neat uh, i put this one together so that is johnhas.weebly.com okay perfect you can find me there awesome. you can also find me on twitter i'm at johnhas11 Ooh, that's my favorite number. I won't forget that. <laughs> oh, perfect. So those are a few places where you can find me. And uh, perfect. by all means, anybody who goes to my website, there's a thing at the, at the end where you can send me a message or say hello or whatever. Uh, yes, that's, and it's, I saw it. It's very easy to use everybody. So just, I'm a person who likes user-friendly things and it's, I saw it too. It's right at the bottom. It's perfect. So you can yeah. send a little message. It's great. I don't like complicated. I want people to just go in and find what they want. Me too. I feel yeah. that. Oh, that's so good. Well, thank you again so much. I'm really grateful for you taking the time. Like it just, it really does mean a lot. So thank you. It means you. a lot to me. I appreciate this. Oh, that's great. Well, that is our tea time for today, everyone. I want to thank all the listeners and viewers for tuning in. Your support really means the world to me. This wouldn't be what it is without this beautiful community that we have created and we're continuing to build. So if you're listening via podcast, give us a rating, leave a review. I love to hear what you think. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe. And also all the links for how to find John, I'll make sure in the podcast world, it's in the show notes, YouTube world, it'll be in the description box. So you won't have any trouble locating his website or how to get the books if you're intrigued. And I want to wish everybody love and light as always, and we will see you next week.